This is God's servant Dilip Koshikoshi. I am the pastor of Revelation Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. I pray that you will experience the power of God's word in all its richness and glory today. May your faith be revived, your mind be renewed, and your body be healed in Jesus' name. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day, O Lord. Thank you for ministering to us. Father, you have already, we have already received your word. And as we're going to spend little time, Father, we take this time to prepare our hearts to receive your word. We don't want to waste the precious word, the imperishable word that is on our way. But we want to guard it with all our hearts. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, you speak to us. You open our eyes to see the revelations of you from your word. Help us to hear your audible voice. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, I come against every spirit of distraction. It cannot prosper in this place because Jesus is king. Jesus is king of this place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I want to ask you a question. And you want to answer this question genuinely. Give a genuine answer to your, yourself. Is there any warfare for a Christian? Let's read a few scriptures. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh. So the Bible says that there is a warfare. And we have different kinds of weapons. You agree? So how can one wage war according to the flesh? Because it's written, our, for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh. So what are the fleshly weapons of warfare? Sword, spear, machine guns, nuclear bombs. That's too much, right? So what about anger, wrath, malice, clamor, backbiting, abusive language, criticizing, and many such actions of the flesh. But if we are going to follow the flesh, we will find ourselves drained out in this warfare. Many of us have experienced this. Have you? I wonder how many will boldly say, yes, I have experienced. But I'm so sure all of us have experienced this. And some people are still going through that. For example, at your workplace or in your circle, you are irritated with someone. Or uncomfortable with someone. The reason being that that person is irritating and troubling you with his words, with his actions, with his anger. So you have come to a place where you cannot take that place anymore. 
you don't want to see that person's face or bear that person anymore. What do you do? You try to retaliate. You use your fleshly weapons of warfare. Finally, after your fleshly warfare, you somehow manage to settle that situation. Somehow manage to deal with that person. And now you are happy, satisfied, no problem. But sooner than you think, another opposition came. Now it is not from the office, from your neighborhood. You used the same strategy. And you overcame that. Now you are settled and happy. And again it happened. But now it is from church. That's it. So finally you decided to move from that place and land to another place. Where you think that everything is going to be fine. But what to do? Another situation will arise out of nowhere. Finally, you are fed up and end up in distress and agony and hatred towards everyone. You made a big mess out of, the, out of your life. To an extent, there is no love, no joy, no peace, no patience, no kindness, no goodness, no gentleness, no self-control. You lost it all. This is what will happen when you follow the flesh. It will be a life devoid of the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. So, so now you are in this hopeless situation. What is the reason? Only one reason. You followed after your flesh. Waging war according to the flesh. Using fleshly weapons. And living a life with zero discernment or spiritual understanding. We need to always think, I want you to pay close attention here. We need to always think with spiritual perspective of things. Spiritual perspective of things. You know why? Because that is the reality. Whatever you see here, it is not the reality. The reality is the spiritual, spiritual perspective. Amen. That is why the Holy Spirit is teaching us through his precious word. And he is encouraging us and he is asking us to know who our enemy is. What are our strategies? And what are the weapons of our warfare? And how to stand firm in victory? Hallelujah. How to stand firm in his victory. Hallelujah. Let's read from Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Finally. Finally, be strong. It is a command. It is not a request. It is a command. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Nothing of ourselves. But in the Lord, the Amplified Version say, but in the Lord, be empowered through your union with him. Draw your strength from him, that strength which his boundless might 
provides. Hallelujah. Only God can provide that. The next verse says, Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. Put on a few armor of God? No. Whole armor of God. Full armor of God. Who should put on? Whose armor? The armor of the armor is the Lord's, but we should put on. Say, I should put on. The armor is the Lord's, but I should put on. I need to put on the armor of God. Amen. So that you will be able to stand firm. I love that term. So that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the enemy. Schemes of the enemy? Oh, the enemy is scheming against you, right? So he has some strategy against you. He's strategizing against you. He's plotting a detailed device against you. Do not be unaware. So now, to sum up all, we know that there is a warfare. And we also know that we are not called to use the fleshly weapons. And we know that God has given his armor. And we also know that we have to put on that armor. Hallelujah. So now let's think about our enemy. Remember our enemy number one who was in the office? Our enemy number two who was in our neighborhood? Enemy number one who was in church? And the enemy number four, five, six when you landed in a new place? Let's look what the Bible is talking about that. Ephesians, the same chapter, verse 12. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. So the Bible says that our real enemy is not the one whom we see. They are just flesh and blood. But the real enemy is the devil himself. We must know that the spiritual forces are not human. The spiritual forces are not human, though they can influence the humans. So the power behind the enemy number one, two, and three are the power or the forces of the darkness. Scripture says that our struggle is not against flesh, flesh and blood, but against their despotisms, against the powers, against the master spirits who are the world rulers of this present darkness, against the spirit forces of wickedness in the heavenly or supernatural sphere, the highest principalities and authorities operating in rebellion under the heavenly realms. I want you to note that term, under the heavenly realms. We'll come to that later. For they are a powerful class of demon gods and evil spirits that hold this dark world in bondage. So now you know who your enemy is. So to win this kind of warfare, machine guns, nuclear bombs, anger, all these fleshly weapons will not suffice. That's why God gave us his armor. Hallelujah. So verse 13. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day. So that you will be able to resist. 
Hallelujah. So, so that we'll be able to stand firm in the evil day and have done everything to stand firm, to stand firm victorious. That's God's plan for us, to stand victorious. Amen. Verse 14, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 14. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth. Girded your loins with truth. Put on the truth as a belt to strengthen you to stand in triumph. Stand therefore, hold your ground, having girded your loins. Hold your ground, having tightened the belt of truth around your loins. What kind of armor is that? Girded your loins. Belt to strengthen you. Tighten the belt. Let me ask you something. What does the belt do? Yeah, it tightens you tie to your body. It holds everything together. What happens if, if your belt is loose? Suppose you wear a loose pants and walking without a belt. Belt protects. Hallelujah. Belt holds everything together. Belt prevents you from being embarrassed before others. If the belt is not intact, we will feel terrible. You agree with me? We cannot run here and there, but we choose to sit somewhere quietly. But we need someone's help to do something. Because we cannot move around. You cannot move around because there is no movement of freedom. So you, if you don't walk in the truth, you operate in the fear. Deep inside of you, you will always be afraid of exposing your nakedness. You are afraid of exposing your nakedness. So what the, what does the truth do? Truth holds everything together. Truth covers you. It protects you. It makes you confidence. Hallelujah. And it gives you boldness. It gives you freedom. So what is this belt of truth? What is this belt of truth? Many times we think that it is about us being truthful. Yes, we need to be truthful. We should be truthful always. But if it is only about us, why is it called the armor of God? Jesus in his high priestly prayer, John chapter 17, verse 17, while he was, he was interceding for you and me he, to his father. And he said, sanctify them in the truth, for your word is truth. Hallelujah. The truth is not any facts or assumptions or what you learn from outside or the majority opinion or what you search in the internet. No. Truth is God's word. Right. Hallelujah. God's word alone is truth. So when the scripture says to guard your loins with truth or tighten your belt with truth, that implies that God's word should be tightly wrapped around you. It is your only source of truth. The word of God is the only source of truth. So deny everything else. 
if we are trying to add or delete anything from the word of God, you know what you're doing? You're, you, you're actually loosening your belt. You're actually loosening your belt and thus potentially risking the exposure of your nakedness. If you're trying to embrace anything else, you're actually giving room for the devil to come and trouble you. You're giving room for the devil to come and trouble you. And it will restrict your movement. You will sit in one chair and you will direct. You need someone's help always. Please go there and do that. Because you are restricted in movement. And you try to manipulate everything. Because there is no truth inside. So there is no freedom of movement. The reason is very obvious. It's written in John chapter 8 verse 32. John chapter 8 verse 32. There is no freedom of movement because there is a particular reason for that. You know why? Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Hallelujah. So how does it apply to us? How can I stand firm using this weapon? When we know that the truth and when we are so sure about the truth, can someone manipulate us? No, you're so sure about the truth. You're so sure. Can someone manipulate? No. So, because the truth has gone so deep into your system and have become so rooted, you have become so rooted in that truth. God's word should do that to you. You should be so rooted in the truth of God's word. Hallelujah. So when you hear something against what you know, you will easily reject it. Because you know what's the truth. Hallelujah. So I want to give you an example. Suppose you come to church and um, found out that someone has an infectious disease. So close. What is your first reaction? How dare he come or she come to church with this disease? Then, some of you will try avoiding talking to that person. Forget about talking, not even to have an eye contact. In this situation, what is the truth? The truth is, it is a contagious disease. And the reason behind is, is some virus. So, high possibility that I'll be get affected. That is the truth you know. Because that is a fact. So, the fact which you thought it was truth, put you in a bondage. You are afraid because of that fact. And the next thing you do is that you will check all over your body for symptoms. And that is an open door for the devil to come and trouble us. On the other side, what does the scripture say concerning this? Psalm 91 verse 10. No evil will befall you, nor will any plague come near your tent. 
Hallelujah. That is the truth in this situation. So if we make some facts truth, we will sit at one place. But if we receive God's word, the revelation of God's word, we'll have the freedom of movement. We know the belt is intact. So when we know that the belt is intact, we'll go to our brother and sister who was unwell. And we will, we will say, brother, sister, I pray for you. You lay your hand on that brother or sister and that person will be healed. That's what the truth of God's word does. Hallelujah. You believe this? You believe in the word of God. The truth will set you free. The truth will make you confident. Make you walk confidently. Amen. Let's read the same scripture. Stand firm therefore having girded your loins with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Breastplate of righteousness. Breastplate protects your heart. Breastplate protects your lungs and your integral organs of your body. So righteousness protects your heart, your circulatory system. Righteousness protects your lungs, your respiratory system. What happens if the heart stops beating? What happens if you are unable to take a breath? Righteousness is your life. Hallelujah. You cannot exist in the kingdom of God without righteousness. So righteousness declares or righteousness decides whether you are living in the eternal life of God or not. Righteousness dictates that. How can we overcome this? One of the strategies of the devil is to corrupt our thinking. And he always aims at the assurance of your righteousness. So he can remind you of your past mistakes, failures, shame, disappointments. And try to condemn you. And you start to think that yes, I messed up. I really messed up. And what I'm going, to, going through now, what I'm facing now is the recompense of what I have done in the past. That's it. The devil succeeds if he is able to make you think that you have to do something. Some effort from your side. He always prompts you so that you will do something, some effort from your side. The truth is that you don't need to do anything. Hallelujah. But you need to do one, one thing. What is that? To believe. Hallelujah. You don't, do, you don't need to do any works, but you need to believe. We need to believe that we have made right in the sight of God. We need to believe that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And we need to always know that it is not our works, but the work of Christ. If we want to embrace that, we have to be humble. And we need to stay in the place of humility. So how can I stand firm against the enemy with his armor? When the enemy is trying to aim at your righteousness, you need to be so sure that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen? And um, you should know that it is completely the work of Christ. 
You cannot do anything. You cannot add anything to it. Amen. You should constantly declare that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And you are right with God. And everything about you is right. Because he has imputed righteousness. Hallelujah. So that's what the breastplate do. It protects your heart, your lungs. The righteousness will protect. It will preserve you. Amen. To preserve your life. Verse 14. Stand firm therefore having girded your loins with truth. And having put on the breastplate of righteousness. And having showed your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So our pastor has been teaching us and encouraging us and stimulating us and commanding us to go and preach the gospel. So we tend to think that's the job of an evangelist. And we are so happy about it. And most Christians are happy sitting in the dugout. There is no side bench Christianity. There is no side bench Christianity. It is the greatest commandment or commission of Jesus Christ. He commissioned his disciple. So if you are his disciple, you must be short with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Hallelujah. And um, Acts chapter 28 verse 30 and 31. And he stayed two full years in his own rendered quarters and was welcoming all who came to him. Preaching the kingdom of God and teaching concerning the Lord Jesus Christ with all openness unhindered. Who is it talking about? Paul the Apostle. After all the perils and shipwreck and trials and temptations and persecution, he came back to Rome. What did he do there? Did he sat there and rest? No, with all his heart, he preached the gospel. Amen. He wanted to declare the kingdom of God to the unreached. So with all conviction, he wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 16. For if I preach the gospel, I have nothing to boast. For I am under compulsion, for woe is me if I do not preach the gospel. That is the truth. So how can you use this weapon? Always remember that preaching of God's word, preaching the gospel is a very powerful weapon. It is a very powerful. Have you ever considered in that way? It's an armor of God. It will protect you. When you preach the gospel, it will protect you. Always remember that if you're not preaching the gospel, there is something wrong. There is something wrong. You have to think, you have to just check your life. What's happening? Why am I not able to preach the gospel? Your feet are made beautiful. Your feet are made strong and firm when you preach the gospel. Hallelujah. The more you preach the gospel, the stronger and firmer your feet will be. Do you agree with me? You must be on the go. Hallelujah. You must be on the go, like we say, full on. Full on, on the go when it comes to the preaching of the gospel. You have that zeal to share the gospel. Romans chapter 10 verses 13 to 15. Whoever call on the name of the Lord will be saved. 
how can will they call on him in whom they have not believed how how will they believe in him whom they have not heard how and how will they hear without a preacher and how will they preach unless they are sent just as it is written how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news of good things hallelujah how when it comes to the preaching of gospel that that question should resound in our mind how how there are millions outside the world unreached how preaching of the gospel is at most important because that is a mighty weapon of god and god has entrusted us with this great responsibility to go and preach the gospel so do not underestimate it always know that it is a mighty weapon mighty armor of god if you are not preaching the gospel don't feel bad i want to sh- i want to tell something on your face you are a selfish person you are always about yourself you don't operate with the heart of god because it is the heart of god to share the gospel jesus christ came to this earth for you and me no for this entire world he died on the cross for this entire world so we have to go out to the world and preach the gospel and that will protect us ephesians chapter 6 verse 14 stand firm therefore having girded your loins with truth having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace in addition to all that is a segment in addition to all take up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one hallelujah shield what do you mean by shield what comes to your mind when you think about shield protection i have written the dictionary meaning shield is a broad piece of metal held by a handle attached on one side used as a protection against possible blows of missiles see the term that is used missiles so all all the armors that we learn now is fixed belt of truth breastplate of righteousness shoes gospel the shoes of gospel it's all fixed but what about this shield shield is movable and you can move it accordingly you it, whichever way you want to be specific according to your spiritual discernment so scripture instructs us to take the shield of faith so that we will to we will be able to extinguish the flaming arrows see in the dictionary is written missiles this is like flaming arrows of the evil one so flaming arrows of fiery darts means it's very powerful very swift you will not even know from where it is coming and how it is coming but you will surely know when it lands on you right you will know when it lands on you so the evil one is not only focused on your right hand or your left foot he wants to completely destroy you when he aims at you 
He's aiming at your whole being. That's why God has given us this shield. So that we can protect wherever it is going to hit. So you can defend him by the shield of faith because by faith you can see the flaming arrows. Hallelujah. By faith you can see the invisible missiles. The fiery darts of the enemy. You know why? Because faith is the conviction of the things not seen. Hallelujah. Yes, even the arrow, the invisible arrow, you can see through your spiritual eyes, through your invisible eye, through, through your internal eye, into, through your inner eye. Because that's what the faith does. So how can you use this weapon? That is only one way. There is only one way, no other ways. I'll tell you what it is. Hear the word. Hear the word. Hear it again and again. Because faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of Christ. No other way. No other way. You have to hear the word all the time. Amen. God has given us many options to hear the word. You can hear a word when you do your quiet time. But that is not enough. You have to come to the church, which is the truth and pillar. And you have to receive the word from the church. There also you're hearing the word. When you are fellowshipping with your fellow believer, what are you doing? You're preaching the word. You're taking the word. So don't miss out on any opportunity to hear the word. Because only by the word of God, you can grow in your faith. Amen. Then you will be able to see the fiery dart. Or the missiles of the enemy. The invisible missiles of the enemy. But you can extinguish it. When you know. When you hear the word of God. Your eyes will open. The eyes of your faith will open. And you will see the invisible arrows. Or the invisible missiles. Amen. Jude chapter 1 verse 20. But you beloved. Building yourselves up on your most holy faith. Who should build your faith? Who should build faith? You yourself. How? How? How can you build your faith? By hearing. And hearing the word of God. So when de devil's weapon comes like a fiery dart, you should protect yourself by hearing God's word again and again and again. Amen? That is your shield. That is the shield that God has given you. And you can extinguish Every flaming arrow. You can extinguish every missile. Amen. Let's uh, move on. Stand firm therefore, having girded your loins with truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having showed your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith, with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation. Helmet protects your head. All right? Is your head important to you? Absolutely. Yes. The head, your head holds the most important sensory organs. Right? Your eyes, your nose, your ears, your tongue. And you can feel the touch also. Salvation is the assurance that you have the right senses. 
Hallelujah. Salvation is the assurance that you have the right senses. The moment you were born again, the spirit being in you became active. Hallelujah. Your ears are tuned to the voice of the Lord. Your eyes are already open to behold the form of God. Your nose is already tuned, the smell, the sweet aroma of Jesus Christ. And your tongue is already tuned to the pure milk of God's word. And your whole system is tuned to carry the presence of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. That's what salvation does. Is salvation a mighty armor? Because that protects your senses, all your sense organs. So how can I stand firm against the enemy using this weapon? Always know that you are already tuned to heaven. That should be assurance that you're already tuned to heaven. And always know that your senses are intact. When the enemy is on the attack, you just need to use your spiritual senses. Amen. When, when you accepted Jesus Christ, a huge transformation take, took place. You've been transfer, transferred from the domain of darkness and seated in the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Actually, at that time, your head is actually, God has just taken away. And now your head is Christ. So because of that, your senses are intact. You operate in the mind of Christ. That is our assurance. That is our assurance because we operate in the mind of Christ. Christ is our head. Our senses are intact in Christ. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 6, we'll move on. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having showed your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Hallelujah. Sword is to pierce and to destroy the enemy. The word of God is a sharp sword. It's like a double-edged sword. It can pierce. It can harm. There is nothing as sharp as the word of God. God has given us this amazing weapon as an armor for our warfare. And I'm so thankful because it is according to my convenience. The word of God is in me. God has given the entire word into my hands so that I can use it and I can wield against the enemy. Amen. So how can I stand firm using this armor? By speaking the word of God in every situation. No matter how your situations or circumstances look like, 
you have the word of God and you have to speak the word of God. Example, you are in, you need some provision. You are in need and it looks so impossible. Your enemy, he tried to close every door. And situations are not in favor for you. And you are afraid now. That's what the enemy does. You are in need of something. And when you look around, you cannot see any openings. What happens? Fear will grip. So when you are equipped with the word of God, you wield the word of God. And confidently, with assurance, you say, the scripture says, my God shall supply all my needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. What will happen? The word of God has creative power. It will create what you want. Hallelujah. It can bring into existence the things which are not. That's the power of God's word. The God's word will create things for you. Is it a powerful armor? The word of God. Are you thankful for this powerful armor? I don't know how, how often you use that armor. I don't know how you cherish that armor. Let's move on. Stand firm therefore having girded your loins with truth. Why I'm reading this again and again so that by, by the time we finish I want this word to be deeply rooted in you. So please read with me. Stand firm therefore having girded your loins with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having showed your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. With all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the spirit. And with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. Praying at all times is an armor of God. What do you mean by prayer? It is the constant communion, communication with your father. Constant exchanges with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Prayer is a direct and unbroken communication or connection with God. We can see Jesus always communicated with his father. He spent the whole night up on the mountains. Why? To commune with his father. So prayer is a very strong weapon. So here it is written, praying for all the saints. We are so good in praying for ourselves, our family, our church, our friends. But what does the scripture say? The instruction is to be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. How can we pray for all the saints? Is it possible? That's why the key is pray in the spirit. When you pray in the spirit, you will not know that you are interceding your brother or sister who is in the remotest part of this earth. So praying in the spirit is another mighty armor which God has given us. Amen. So God has given his armor. We have learned about every piece of armor. This is the spiritual warfare. So we have to use the spiritual weapon of warfare. Not the fleshly weapons. 
we know what are the outcomes when we use the fleshly weapons of warfare but we used to we, we have to use the armor of god to stand firm against the devil the term fight the term fight is not used this used in this passage have you read that word no there is no term like fight in this passage but he has warned us to be alert and defend that's what we have to do we cannot kill the devil do you no he existed i don't know can you kill the devil no but there is someone who can do that and he will do it we we sang it jesus is coming back soon and jesus will deal with the devil but what are we supposed to do to kill the devil no we cannot do it that's the reality but god has given his weapon to stand firm against the devil to resist the devil that's what the weapon of god the armor of god enables us to stand firm and to resist the devil amen so while we live on this earth we have troubles and tribulations that's a part of our life you agree because that's a scripture that's scripture when you live in on the live on this earth you will have trials and tribulations and you can overcome because you are with jesus christ the overcomer but sometimes we are affected with uh, something something that's not really cool and we know that is not normal are you getting me when something happens you know that's that's not something normal that's something weird it should not have happened if we have the discernment we should be very quick to identify that very quick when something abnormal is happening we should be very quick to identify that and we should always know that some window or doors are opened and you have to check which armor of god is not intact you have to sit at the feet of the lord and the lord will reveal that to you so that you can go back god will tell you the strategy and he will build you up he will empower you so that your weapon of warfare will be strong you will cover god will cover you with the full armor of god our god our father he's a good god he's a loving god and he loves us so much any doubt about that no but in the same time he is a holy god a pride just god he cannot compromise his nature because he loves you so much he has given his holy and precious word to correct us to equip us to strengthen us but sometimes we mess up and we become disobedient to the word he cannot do anything until we choose to get back to on that track right with god he cannot do anything because he is a holy holy god he has his standard so god in his mercy and love instructs us correct us send his word so that we can change our lives 
So we will remain in the same mess. We can remain in the same mess, no matter how long you pray, how long you can fast, but you will be still in that mess till you respond to the correction of God's word. What will happen? When you are in the mess, this is like a circle. Enemy number one, enemy number two, enemy number three, and it goes on like that. Why? Somewhere, some windows or those, those are opened. You have allowed the devil to come in and just trouble you. God wants you to triumph. Hallelujah. This message on this day, I know God is preparing you. God wants you to triumph. He wants us to make progress. He wants us to be successful. The only thing, the only thing that can hinder your progress is you giving space for the enemy. So this coming season is a season of progress. I opened a season. Hallelujah. It's a season of great progress. Season of forward journey. You're going up from glory to glory, from faith to faith, from strength to strength. So on your journey, God wants you to be so intact with the armor of God so that you will not give a foothold for the devil, so that you will stand firm against the schemes of the evil one. Jesus Christ, our Savior, he is the victorious one. Hallelujah. He has defeated devil, death, everything. Do you think, is it hard for, the, hard for Jesus? No, he has done it all. He is a victorious savior. All authority has been given to Jesus in heaven and on the earth. Amen. And God raised Jesus from the dead and made him sit on his right hand. Whose right hand? God's right hand, far above all rule, all authority, all power, all dominion, and over every heavenly realms. Where is Jesus? He's seated with God at his right hand. In Ephesians chapter 2 verses 4, But God, being rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. That's where we belong to. With Jesus in the heavenly realms. So my beloved people, the truth is that we are seated with Christ in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, far above all despotisms, far above the master spirits who are the world rulers of this present darkness, far above the spirit forces of wickedness in the heavenly or supernatural sphere, far above all the highest principalities and authorities operating in rebellion under the heavenly realms. When I started, I told you to that not that term, under the heavenly realms. So your enemy is there. Where are you? You're seated with Christ, far above the heavenly realms.
Amen. Far above all powerful class of demon gods and evil spirits that hold this dark world in bondage. Do we need to be afraid? No. No. Why are we struggling then? Because we don't know who we are. We don't know where we are seated. We don't know who is our company, who is holding our right hand. Because we are seated with Jesus Christ in the heavenly realms. So God has placed us above all these, this power and darkness, all silly things. And it is God's desire for us to reign with Christ. That is the heart of God towards you. To reign with Christ. We need you to stand firm and having put on the whole armor of God. Stand firm. Girded your loins with truth. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. Feed with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And I, I hope when I say this, you can just remember what all God spoke to us. Girded your loins with truth. Remember the belt. The truth, God's word alone is truth. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. Righteousness is the course of your life. That will dictate whether you are living in the life of God or not. Feel with the preparation of the gospel of peace. As you preach the gospel, your feet will become stronger and firmer. Shield of faith which will you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. By faith... How will the faith come? Faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. You have to hear it and hear it and again. And you can extinguish every flaming arrows of the evil one. The helmet of salvation. Your senses are intact. Because you operate in the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. The sword of the spirit which is the word of God. Use the word of God. Wield the word of God. Speak the word of God. And create things. And bring things to existence. Amen. And pray at all times in the spirit. And to be alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. Praying in the spirit. So these are the precious and magnificent armor of God. With which God has clothed us. Amen. You would have heard this message of, about armor of God many times. Many times. There can be a tendency in you which makes you think that these things are superfluous. But the truth of the matter is, this, uh, these are very basic things. We should be so well versed with the armor of God. And unless we pay attention, learn to apply and reapply it, and reapply it, and reapply it, you will stagnate. That's why today also God chose to speak to you through me this topic. But God wants to bring a change in your life. Hallelujah. He has a future for you. A hope for you. A plan for your welfare. Not for your calamity. Hallelujah. And God doesn't want you to get stuck somewhere. You should always on the go. Making progress. That's why God in his love, in his grace and mercy, he's instructing us to put on the full armor of God. 
and to stand firm and to resist the devil. Hallelujah. God is changing us. Amen. When the word of God is coming, we're preaching, always know that word is packed with power. The word is packed with grace to change you. So when the word is coming, you just receive it. You cannot do anything, but you receive the grace of God. When I spoke, I could feel the grace of God wrapping the word around. Because without the grace of God, you cannot take this in. Because this is spiritually appraised. Hallelujah. Hope you are blessed with this word. And always know that God has given his armor and we should put on that armor. Why? To stand firm against the schemes of the enemy. To resist the force of darkness. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time, O Lord Jesus. Thank you for speaking to us. Thank you for revealing your heart to us. Father, it is your desire that we will always be clothed with the armor of God. And you have given us your armor, your mighty armor. Our weapons are not carnal, but it is mighty and powerful in the hands of God for the destruction of fortress. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we receive your word. We receive your grace to operate in your word. Father, help us to be equipped with every armor of God and help us to stand tall. Help us to stand firm against the schemes of the evil one. And help us to know who we are in Christ. Help us to know where we are seated. Father, let this message stay with us, O Lord Father, so that we will be victorious. So that we will make progress. So that we will go from faith to faith, from glory to glory, from strength to strength. And we will reach our destiny. Hallelujah. Thank you for the assurance that you are our head. And we operate in the mind of Christ. There is nothing that we can do, Lord. But you have done it all. You are the victorious warrior. You reign in victory. And we reign with you victoriously. Thank you for the crown of glory with which you have crowned us, O Lord Jesus. We adore you. We worship you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your word. Let your word set us free, Lord. Let, it, let this word penetrate and bring us and help us to lead a victorious life in Christ Jesus. Amen. Hello, this is Nishad Dilakoshi. I'm sure this podcast has blessed you. Do subscribe to our channel for more messages and follow us on social media to stay connected. May God bless you.